Welcome to Dr. Day Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Day, doctor of chiropractic and exercise physiologist. I spent many years sick and beaten down by health issues. Then I got delivered through God's healing, prayer, and natural medicine. Over the course of my career, I've founded two successful wellness clinics, one in California and now one in South Carolina, where we've guided thousands back to health and worked with everyone from professional athletes to those looking for a new start. I want this podcast to be a place where we can share research on healing and health, encouraging words to build your faith, and guidance on your path to thriving health so you too can fulfill God's purpose in your life to the fullest. Hey guys, Dr. Day here, Dr. Day Radio, where faith and health intersect. I am so excited to bring you podcast number three. Now this is a big step for me because I've always wanted to do this and I'll get excited and then I'll start to make excuses, just kind of like what we're going to go over today in this podcast. Today's podcast is called Detoxification, Jesus in the Wilderness, and You. So a lot of people um, want to do detoxification or want to do a health reset or a reboot. They want to change their health. They want to do a food program of some sort. And I see a lot of people fall short, see a lot of confusion, and I see a lot of actually like a boomerang where people swing back the entire opposite way because they weren't set up for success. So let's go over that today. So in this episode, our number one goals, I hope to inspire you that changing your health can be easy and fun, but number the main thing is that we can have a deeper walk with God as we go through this process. It doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be overly stressful. Um, it doesn't have to be where we're just cutting out and only focusing on what we cut out, but we actually draw closer to God. We actually eat foods in more abundance. So let's dig in. Uh, the joke, I like this, how do you know if someone's on a detoxification or a food program? Don't worry, they're going to tell you. Now, you know, I want people to share their on those things, but it's just always funny because we talk about it and talk about it and sometimes focus on what we can't have as we tell people and then we have a, a big fall off before the plan ends and before we get all that we could have out of it. And that's my story. So had horrible health issues. You can see some of that story in previous uh, episodes. I had chronic fatigue syndrome. I could barely get out of bed. Got to chiropractic school and people started to teach me new ways of eating, mentors, doctors, classmates. Um, just being in a different culture, I learned about healthy eating, but I had dependency on sugar and processed foods and bad fats for so long, and my brain depended on it. My emotions depended on that food. So when I first cut it out, my first try at a plan, three days in of exercise and eating well and cutting out sugar, I found myself in a specific seafood restaurant, you'll know it, eating 10 cheese biscuits on day three of my plan because I hadn't set myself up with a proper um, surrounding myself around a better mindset, around a better spiritual compass, and around some more uh, different thought processes I hope to share with you today. There is so much confusion around toxins, 
cleansing, detoxification, that I had to address it. Um, I've seen so many people miserable as they go through these plans, um, or they've done a bunch and hadn't had success, and then they join our restoration plan and finally get success. See, I've been there. I tried and failed several times until I started to try to meld a, a newer plan, something a different way of thinking about it. Um, and so we don't want the boomerang effect. We don't want you to feel like, oh, I'm so glad it's over. We want you to feel refreshed after, like your creativity is lifted. You have a better grasp on, you've heard from God. You have a better purpose in your heart. Um, you feel rejuvenated and energized. That's what we want, okay? And just a quick little story. Um, this particular episode is dedicated to my mom, Donna Day. One of the reasons I'm doing this podcast, mom just passed of... Uh, the most, uh, the worst kind of brain tumor you can have, a glioblastoma. And when I went into her cupboard and was digging through some of her personal like notes and letters, her number one thing she said that, or one of her top things she said she was most grateful for were my wellness posts. So I'm putting this out there to encourage you to honor mom for all that she did to, um, push me along. She loved hearing all, you know, we both were knew that the way we'd been eating wasn't well. And we were always talking together to try to change our food, change our lifestyle. So the number one thing I want you to think about is that this is a spiritual convergence with a physical change. Um, and these bodies, a lot of times people think I can't eat sugar. I need to lose weight. Um, I just want to look better, but if we can dig a bit more under the surface, what I hope that you come out of it with is a better vision for your future, that God would implant in you a different vision for yourself um, or renew an old vision you'd long forgotten, that you would have that time of introspection where you hear from him, that it wouldn't just be about what you're cutting out, what you're removing, because we know we're going to have to cut things out. We know, we inherently all know how to eat better. Um, and as we go along in the episodes on detoxification, we'll talk about supplements and nutrients, but we just want to stick to the, the foundational today. So with Jesus in the wilderness, um, and why I said Jesus, Jesus in the wilderness in you, is it, it, to me, it is an honor, and we read in, in Matthew 4, 1, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So he was led to do it by the Spirit. And I would hope that you would, it would be an honor to take a time, a sacrificial time to set your life and do life a little differently, to shift every aspect of your life, how you sleep, how you think, how you pray, how you eat, all start to, you start to turn the dial to a positive and not just go, oh, I'm cutting out sugar. I'm, I'm eat, no longer eating bad food. And it's an honor to get to do so because we then we get to walk um, alongside of the way Jesus did. Now, we're no way going to do 40 days and we're not Jesus, but we want to walk alongside and, and get closer to him in these processes. Then in Daniel, we read, but uh, Daniel 1.8, but Daniel resolved... That's the key word I want you to think on. 
that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief. So Daniel 1, 8. And then Naaman was a, um, a military of military renown, and he had to go to a country that he looked down upon. He had to do something in a river. He had to go into the river and bathe um, numerous times and, and completely change the way he looked at life. He loved his country. His country was more dominant. He had to come to a new country, get advice from someone that he didn't want to get advice from, but he had to humble himself. So we can learn something from these three stories because they all deal with needing a change. Naaman needed healing. Daniel wanted to set his, him and his surrounding party apart and create a shift in their lives where they were in, occupied, in an occupied kingdom. And Jesus was getting ready to start his ministry. Um, and for us, what I, the takeaway is they stopped their normal pattern of doing things and put all else aside in some way. For Daniel, it was not easy culturally. He was in a culture and they ate a certain way, so he decided to set himself apart culturally. And food was a symbolic nature of that. Now, it gets theologically argumentative, vegetarianism, not. I believe it was about setting himself apart. The way they processed the meat in, uh, in the kingdom he was in was probably more to do with whether meat is good or bad. But he didn't eat anything um, and took a time apart. Um, and then Naaman had to change himself and humble himself. That time where we have to do things different it quiets us, and so there was a humbling, and he had to start moving in ways he didn't normally do things in the style of his life. So they're stopping their normal pattern, and Daniel resolved. You're going to have to have resolve in this time. You're going to have to have some grit, and you're going to have to ask God for some help and some faith and some bravery, because it can be hard at first. Um, I really struggled at first because my emotions were tied to my food. My life was busy, and it was hard to learn how to eat new ways. I was removing some of the normal happy hormones that I got from processed food. See, they are designed to do that. There are laboratories in which they study how our brains respond to processed food. And the quicker you can create a serotonin dopamine response um, and hit certain hunger hormones and certain pleasure reward centers in the brain, the more likely that customer is coming back for more. So you're going to be fighting through food that is programmed and designed to give you this incredible, satiating, temporary, keyword temporary feeling. And so you have to be aware about that. And we talk about that in the restoration plan. So the point I want you to come home with, point one for today is people miss this one concept for all the thousands, the thousand folks I've taught restoration to in a classroom setting and all the patients I've got at one-on-one. Detoxification, fasting, eliminating, they think, they get under the impression it's only physical. This is my health and wellness world over here, and this is my church life, prayer life, spiritual self. 
um, over on one side. Hold on, let me pull this up. I drew a schematic. Hopefully I can pull it up on the video. Um, we have our fears, our past traumas, our worries about others' opinions. Um, we have our physical insecurities, our unforgiveness and uncertainties. That would be the emotional and spiritual side. And over here we have excess sugar, bad fats, toxin exposure from our environment, uh, physical traumas, prescription drugs, air pollution, all these physical things. And in the detoxification world, in the natural health world, that's often what you hear about most is, oh, the toxins and the sugar, don't you know how bad it is? It's so bad. But that creates a negative reinforcement. And I've found that if we can switch it and get into a growth mindset, a positive reinforcement, talk about why are we doing this? Where are we going? This convergent of the spiritual and natural meet. And that's where we see true healing and true shifts in people's lives. We go out of weight loss and appearance, which can be important, but we go to that higher calling. Who do you want to move better for? Why do you want to feel more energy? If you were to have more energy, what purposes and plans would you push out into the world? What Are you good with foster care? Are you good at your job? Are you good with listening to others and encouraging them? What are we doing this for? And then we have people break it down in my plan into the micro. What do you want to be able to do in one month, six months, one year? How do you see your retirement? And that was where I got my shift. I had to sit and think, and I'm living the purpose now. I continue to eat well and eat whole foods because I love to care for patients and to create um, uh, centers that one in California and now one in South Carolina where we can watch people shift into their lives where they start here and they go up um, the mountaintop and they summit to a new health. Um, another dream of mine was to, um, that I'll, I, I want to be able to speak in front of large amounts of people on natural health and build their faith and also give pragmatic health advice. And my third one, big one, is a family-focused one where we are, I'm surfing, I love surfing, as you can see my surf pictures. Um, I'm surfing as an older, elderly man, 80 ish years old I can look down and see my my legs um, they're no longer young legs but they're still fit and I'm surfing down the line and I got to where I could see the water splashing up on the the sides of the surfboard deck and then my grandkids are paddling out cheering their granddad on so I'm I am setting myself to be vital for generations to come and so my daily choices go around these visions, not just because certain foods are bad and I shouldn't be bad anymore. So out of this, now we see people get clarity. We see them uh, forgive. We see them have uh, emotional shifts and, and clear things from their past because oftentimes we eat a certain way because there's stuff in our past we haven't dealt with. And that too is part of my story. And you can go back to episode one to, to go through that. So convergent, not divergent. We don't have to separate. And I think that's where we make a mistake. Um, two paths meeting of drawing closer to God in our time of need. 
in our time of health setbacks or when we feel like we want to get back to thriving, a thriving health. Um, we know from the Bible, so two paths meeting, converging, and so I lost my train of thought there, but I just want to encourage you, if we can bring these things in, this is concept two, is it's about, so point two, detoxification, fasting, changes in food, food plans, however you want to put it, we're talking about, eventually going to talk about detoxification and fasting, um, it's about addition. That's number two. It's about abundance. Uh, we have our vision now, and then we start to focus on what we can add nutrient density-wise, how we can add more prayer, how we can add more quiet time, how we can start counting our steps and moving more, um, more stretching, more in a previous the Power of Rest, Episode 2, we talk about um, hammock moments. It's about what we can add, not just what we're removing. And we, it's not just dealing with it in a state of, oh, I'm just, you know, adding this food, this healthy food, but I get people to peel back. And this is the research paper so that you can think about adding. This is broccoli sprouts. This is from um, and that Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America. Broccoli sprouts as inducers, which means they uh, engage in or create a change of carcinogen detoxifying enzyme systems. So that sounds complex, but carcinogens create cancer, and they're all around in our environment. And the way we clear tar toxins or carcinogens is one kind um, because cancer is on the rise, heart disease is on the rise, and one way in natural health we look at why they're on the rise is how toxic our environment is, how precancerous so many things in the soil, air, and water, and chemicals and, and different things can be. Cancer is the lead, second leading cause of death in the United States. And it accounts for nearly one-fourth of all of annual deaths. So that is my purpose and mission. One, watching my mom pass away from it. But two, there are so many people, because this is a, a largely, as we read in this, largely preventable because it is uh, dealing with diet, lifestyle, uh, fruit and vegetable consumption, movement, exercise. These are all preventable. And so we go through, and they found that cruciferous vegetables of the genus Brassica, so that's broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, bustle sprouts, um, engage in helping phase one and phase two detoxification of the liver. Certain phytochemicals, so these, these good chemicals, the kinds that come from vegetables, raise the activity of enzymes to detoxify carcinogens. And then it goes farther down the paper, um, sulforaphane, which is the big hot topic um, in the research. That part of broccoli is dose-related inhibitor of carcinogen-induced mammary tumorogenesis, which is um, like breast cancer in rats. 
And then it goes farther down and it goes through some of the, and it says further down the research paper that broccoli sprouts in particular are even more powerful. Then it goes into a whole research group of research papers about cabbage. And so what I tell people, um, I've even read that it, in another research paper, it actually affects it at the level of the gene. It actually, so forever we thought our genes were fixated. Our DNA was what we got from our parents. But there's actually above the gene epigenetics, and you can actually have different parts of your genetic transcription turned on or off and expressed differently moving forward of how your DNA tells your body to produce cells. So epigenetically, um, broccoli actually turns off all these things that lead to cancer. So how does that deal with addition? When we think that all this cruciferous vegetable brassica family has this amount of power, we all of a sudden take on this new level of awe when we're eating vegetables. It's not just, oh, I should do this. It's, oh my gosh, this thing is packed with vitamin A, C, E, folic acid, selenium, phytochemicals, carotenoids, uh, glucosinolates, uh, which is the ba main thing, indoles. These are the, the, the detoxifying agents of the body. And it, to me, it just gets me so excited. I don't think that God would make our DNA to interface with the broccoli unless he had a plan or purpose to teach him a bit about himself through it. And so, you know, it gets you excited, number one, like I said, about your vision and your purpose. It gets you excited, number two, because there are plans and purposes already in place in nature and in God's creation to help us along. And, and when you're on a health journey, when you start to see these things working for you, you get encouraged and you're more likely to stick with your program because it's not just cutting out sugar or beating yourself up how bad you've been up to this point. The other one uh, is a research paper about glutathione, which is a max uh, high concentrations, maintaining redox balance, metabolic detoxification, and regulating the immune system. And it goes through how the brassica vegetables and green tea help in delivering glutathione um, and conjugating xenobiotics, which are things that deal with mimicking our hormones. And so to me, the number one takeaway, because we're going to go over more in the next episode, in summary, is you have to get on this convergent path and take your time. Why are you doing this? And preparing your mind for it. That building that is in, in Daniel. He built that resolve. Um, and in, in the Jesus in the wilderness, he was led by the Spirit. And in uh, Naaman's healing, he, was, he had to go about doing things a little differently. He had to humble himself and, and have an experience with God that he didn't really have time for. He was a man of high status. So we, we set, our, set ourselves apart, and we're seeking and praying and going after this thing. And that is when the really good stuff happens. I've seen it time and time again. We don't just have a temporary 10-day reboot. We are delving into um, our future. We're changing the trajectory of our, our entire life during this time. We're resetting 
um, and hearing from God in a more sacred and quiet moments for 14, 21 days. My first time I did it for months. Um, so in the end, we're going to go through some more points in a future episode. Again, um, I want to encourage you, and I just incorporate broccoli sprouts in salads and on top of dishes. Um, we'll go over in future episodes how to prepare the broccoli. I love to um, just lightly steam them, put them with you know, some brown rice or some quinoa, um, put some grass-fed butter on the broccoli. The cabbage is so easy to steam or put in a soup. And the number one thing is you take that time, get a piece of paper out, and start writing out dreams you've long forgotten. Spend a week praying that, God, what are, where am I not on purpose? Where do you want me to go with this if you've had a health setback for a long time? Get those visions planted first. That builds that resolve that no one can touch, no temptation can touch, so you don't end up like me my first time eating 10 cheese biscuits. <laughs> so again, I'm Dr. Day. hope this has inspired you. Um, if you'd like to uh, see certain episodes, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Michael Day. You can leave me messages there on YouTube at um, youtube.com forward slash day wellness and on Twitter at Dr. Michael Day, all one word. You know, send me a message, tell me what you'd like to see more of, um, specific topics. We hope that this will be a long term thing. Look for at least three to five more episodes on fasting detoxification, maybe 10, because it's so complex. And if we just tell you the three top supplements, we're not delving into where I've seen success, but we will go over uh, supplements in the future. And I just want to encourage you today because it really is possible. Um, I was very low down with my health for years, unable to get out of bed. And these natural principles, these adding in addition, this when I began to converge my spiritual self and my relationship with God with my health change, when he began, when I began to just okay, God, I'm going through this trial. I accept it. Now what? And my resolve began to grow, and that healing took time, but I learned such deep things that I wouldn't trade any of it for. So if you're trying to get the quick fix, I encourage you to delve a little bit deeper. And if you'd like to learn more about the plan, um, it's at mountainmovementcenter.com. We have a whole uh, section on the restoration plan. We hope to be doing some online guiding soon. We still only do it in person in Greenville, South Carolina. And if you'd like to become a patient, you can also schedule and call us there at mountainmovementcenter.com. And um, I love you all, and I hope you have an awesome day.